This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. Hey guys, and welcome back to the only podcast and YouTube channel out there where in 10 minutes or less, you get your weekly fix of church media. In today's episode, we're going to be asking the question of what should you do with your church sermons after they have been preached to get it to people? You know, growing up, our church used to make these CDs or cassette tapes and then mail those out to the shut-ins so that way they wouldn't feel excluded from the church community. But with today's technology and with the beautiful thing called a smartphone and with podcasts and other places like Spotify, people can get, and churches can get their sermons out to so many more people so much more efficiently and quickly. You know, not even just your own sermons. You know, your church members might be like this as well. But if I'm as a church sermon from my own personal church, I'm going to listen to that message. However, I'm also listening to messages from maybe other local pastors here in the community or even the big pastors that everybody knows. Either way, the world has changed with how churches can get their sermons from the pulpit and the platform all the way to people, whether across the street, across the neighborhood, or even across the world. And not even just people from sermons from today, but people like um, A.W. Tozer, maybe even John Stott, or hey, even Billy Graham. We are able to access these people's sermons online like people never were able to before. It's no question, but with people's technology that they have created, and now we are the recipients of, you have no excuse but to get your church's sermons online, both for your people and, hey, maybe even someone who's kind of remotely interested in visiting your church. But here's the question. How should you put your church's sermons online? Well, today I'm going to give you four ways to take your church's sermons from the pulpit into podcasts. Here's option number one. Just post it to your church's website. Now, I know a lot of small churches already do this, but after someone preaches the sermon, someone will cut it down and then they'll just upload it to whatever website you have, whether that's Squarespace or WordPress or Weebly, and they'll just add it to the website. And then if people want to listen, they just go to the website, they click on it, and they listen to it. You know, the pro with going this way is you already have a website. You already pay for it. So why should you pay for something else that you don't necessarily need to pay for, right? Well, here's the con with doing that. If you post your church's sermon to your website, A, you don't really have a good database for people to just access it routinely. B, if you post it to just your church's website, you're not going to be able to get it to places like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts unless you use another type of plugin. But again, you have to use your church's website's media platform to host the message, and then trust that it will get it to the people in the places where it needs to go. So small church, if you are putting it on your church's website, I first want to say good for you guys for putting it out there on the internet. But in all honesty, there's there's a second way. So the first way is to put it on your church's website, but that's not really the best way to do it. The second way to get your church's sermons online is use a shared media platform like uh, sermonaudio.com. Now, sermonaudio.com has been around for, I don't know, I would say decades. <laughs> in fact, the website still looks like it's been around since the beginning of the internet, in all honesty. But the beautiful thing of something like sermonaudio.com is it's already a vast library. So many people already use it. In fact, some famous preachers even put their sermons right there on the platform. And so if let's say you put your sermon on that platform and you know one of your shuts in, let's just let's just call him Bob. We'll call him Bob. And Bob goes and listens to one of your sermons. The beautiful thing is, hey, maybe he needs some more sermons that would be good for him to listen to. Right there on the platform, he can listen to your sermon and then get recommendations from other people's sermons as well who have posted it to sermonaudio.com. It's a great platform, 
but there are some cons that go along with this platform as well. If you use a shared media space like this, it's probably not going to be the most effective way to reach new people. The other one is they're super, super expensive. Like they cost way more than any, any other platform that you'll honestly pay to use. And the reason is, is because there's a global platform already. They give you the tools to put it out to YouTube and maybe even a Roku app or, or uh, Amazon Fire, podcasts, Spotify, all those places. They give you every single platform to get your sermons out there, including even the video as well. But as a small church with a small budget, even though the pro of putting your sermon in a place where so many other people can find it, it still might not be the most effective use of your funds. But I just really want to say, if your church decides to go this route with you know sermonaudio.com, it's an absolutely fantastic platform. And if your church decides to go that way, that is a very, very good decision. Just remember, it costs a little bit. The third way to put your church sermons online is to use a platform and a company where if you get to use their website, they give you a free media player built into the software. You know, there's a lot of companies out there like Clover, uh, Share Faith, uh, Church Media Co., Church Plant Media, where there's these companies that give you these really beautiful websites. And on a part of that, and what they kind of sell you as well is an online sermon media database as well, where you can post your sermons online. It gives it all right there. People can go on your website, click the tab, it opens up a separate media player where they can scroll through and see every single sermon that you did. And hey, even some places let you break it up into sermon um, sermon series as well. And honestly, one of the great pros about using something like this is it takes a lot of the guesswork out. You don't have to use other plugins. You don't have to use other apps. You just log onto your website, click new sermon and plop it in and there it goes. However, one of the reasons why I don't really like these types of companies is once you start using them and start putting your sermons into their platforms, you're honestly stuck. You know, a lot of these people will say, you're going to just upload our platform. You know, it's a one-time setup fee, a little bit each simple month, and then you're off on the races. But what happens if, let's say in five years, it's just not going well? You know, you're not getting the help you need. You're not getting the support you need. Maybe you don't like the way the website looks or they're not really kicking out new themes. Here's the problem. When you put your sermon libraries into the platform by which your website is also located, it's all stuck right there. So rather than having it all in one place, maybe we should do something different. Rather than having your, your sermons and your website hosted up and are tied up in the exact same host, I think there's actually a better way to do that. And this is the fourth way that you can actually get your sermons online. And that's by using a podcast hosting platform. You know, there's a lot of different platforms out there, whether there's something called buzzsprout.com, there's Anchor, there's Libsyn, there's um, Podbean, Pinecast, there's so many different platforms out there where the only purpose of this platform is for you to get your audio out to the world. And here's why I like it so much, right? So each one of these platforms, again, whether you're using Anchor or Podbean or Buzzsprout, they all have their own different sales pitches, for lack of a better word. Something like Anchor is free, whereas something like Podbean or Buzzsprout might cost you maybe 12 to 18 dollars a month. But here's the really cool thing with this, right? When you post your audio onto one of these podcasting hosting platforms, you actually have your audio and to put it wherever you want. Case in point. So I've built two websites recently that have the exact same style set up with their sermons. So Southside Baptist Church here in South Bend and another local church called Evangel Heights here in South Bend as well. Um, they both have their sermon audios hosted on a place called Buzzsprout. So rather than create these really big web pages where you can click a series and sort by series and all this, that, and the other, 
There's one page where you click sermons and right there, a little audio player appears where you can just scroll and click play on whatever audio you want. Now, this may seem really simple, but it's really, really effective. Case in point, our church, Southside Baptist Church, I tried to do a little experiment to see if people would be more likely to listen and actually watch our video series if I categorize them by searchable um, and filterable sermon series. So I spent about two days creating this massive database inside of our website where every single series was categorized by the series. And inside of each one of those series, each week was broken down by the, here's the audio, here's the video, here's the notes for that. It was really cool. It worked really well. And we thought it was a really simple way for if someone missed a series or, hey, they wanted to go back and, you know, they want to listen to the friendship series or the marriage series or our study through the book of Acts or through the book of First Peter. This would be a really easy way for them to go to the series, find the week they missed, and, hey, just click the button and either watch or listen. But over about six months, we had this thing live and we were actively doing. We only had about 10 hits. Not 10 hits on each sermon series, but 10 visits in general to any one of these pages. As a small church, you need to know this, all right? These big churches like the Elevations and the um, North Point Community Churches and Twelve Stones and Bethel and whatever church you think is a massive church, they have these really, really beautiful platforms for their sermon series. Here's the deal. A lot of these sermon series are built, or or these churches are built on the backs of their teaching pastors who people go to their websites just to access their sermons. For you as a small church, though, you have to have a completely different mindset. What your mindset is to have with your sermons is to have an easy, simple way for your church's congregation to listen to sermons that they missed. Second is for visitors so they can quickly find a couple sermons just to listen to before they visit. And third, a very simple way for you to upload and send all of those out to wherever people listen to audio. Those are the primary three things that you have to think about. And for a small church, you don't need to create these big pages. You don't need to spend hundreds of dollars a month just for you to supposedly get your content out there to grow your church or your digital platform. You just need an easy, concise way that is A, effective. B, doesn't cost very much, and C, doesn't make you get stuck with a company till the end of time to be able to get your sermons out there. So for me personally, I have always recommended that rather than hosting it on your own website where you just you know upload it as a file and then tell people to go there or use a place like sermonaudio.com or use a company like a Clover or a um, ShareFaith or any one of those companies. Again, phenomenal companies, great products. However, if you put your stuff there, you might be tied in there for a long time because your content is stuck inside of their management software. Rather than do that, you should have a whole separate thing together where you can upload your sermons. It gets put right, you can embed a player right onto your website. It easily goes to Apple Podcasts and Google and Spotify and all these different things. So that way people can find your content easily. To see what I mean, you can hit the show notes right now and you can click on those two pages, South Sides and also Evangel Heights, just to see the type of sermon page we built for them. And also, there will also be links in the show notes where you can click and learn more about Buzz, uh, Buzzsprout, Podbean, and even Anchor. You know, Buzzsprout, that's what our church uses. That's going to cost you anywhere from $12 to $18 a month to be able to use that. 
Um, Podbean, that costs about $12 a month as well, maybe 10, depends on what platform you're using. But what's really cool with using both of those is you don't just throw your audio out there for anyone to hear. You can put your audio out there and actually track the stats and see how many people actually downloaded your content, which is just super cool. So you might be sitting there thinking, okay, Mark, I don't really want to pay the money for Buzzsprout or Podbean or Lipson or any of these other platforms. Is there a free option for me to use for our church in order to get our sermons audio out there? And the answer is yes. <laughs> actually, yes, there is. There's an app out there called Anchor. It's actually owned by Spotify, but it is a free tool for you to get your podcast out to the world anywhere podcasts are listened to. And again, it's absolutely free. Now, if you have your own podcast like this one or other ones that I run, like Real Talk Christian Podcasts or other ones that friends are run as well, they say Anchor is actually not a good option because if you're trying to you know, track stats intently, if you're trying to get uh, podcast sponsorships, Anchor is not a good place to do that. However, if you're a church, you're not trying to get podcast sponsorships. You're not trying to grow to get a million downloads per month, even though that would be super cool. You're just trying to get your audio out to the people who need to hear it. And in my opinion, Anchor is a great alternative for churches. In the same way that you're able to use Podbean and Buzzsprout to put these embeddable players into your website, Anchor lets you do that as well. And again, it's completely free. So you might be thinking, Mark, you know, I love this idea of being able to put our podcast out there. You know what? I want to check out Podbean, Buzzsprout, Anchor. I'm not sure how much money we got. What's the first steps? What should we do? And the easiest answer is, is just go research them. Buzzsprout, Podbean, Anchor, Lipson, they all have phenomenal tutorials, phenomenal how-tos for how to set up your first podcast, how to upload content, how to post the, the maybe if you have a sermon graphic that you want different for every single, every single episode that you post and even how to embed their player onto your website. All the instructions, every single platform gives it to you. So it really is simple. But at the end of the day, you have to get your church's sermons onto the internet. You know, gone are the days of CDs, gone are the days of cassettes. And you know what? You maybe do that for some shut-ins. And I know some churches that still do that because that's the only way. And keep doing that. Keep serving your people. But if you can find a really easy, simple, and effective way to get them online, and people can just use their computer or phone to access it whenever they want, why not go that route? So that way, if someone happens to say, hey, can I listen to one of your church's sermons? You can say, yeah, just go to churchname.com forward slash sermons. You can listen to them all right there. It really is as simple as that. Again, option two, option three, option four for what we talked about with how to get your sermons online, again, are all great options. I recommend number four, have a separate podcasting platform to put all of your sermons there. So that way, let's say you switch websites, you just take the embed code and plop it into your new website and you're off to the races. Recommended or uh, option number one, just post it to your church's page just as like a blog post don't do that that's that's no roi as all but again if you have any questions i always say this but seriously if you have any questions about what to do for your next step maybe you're a little lost in the process you want to talk through some options feel free to hit me up markhyde.com my email is at hello at markhyde.com again i love hanging out with you guys every single tuesday come back next week for another installment of the small church media podcast but until then take it easy guys The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.